0: All right, welcome to Comic Chat, episode 76. Uh, I'm your host, Glendon McGee. I'm a 10-year comedian in the Phoenix, Arizona area. Uh, I'm originally from uh, Compton, California. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Glendon McGee, that's G L E. N D O N McGee M C G E E. And you can also find me on uh, Instagram, I G uh, The Gram, um, at GM3 Comedy. That's at GM, the number three in the word comedy. And you'll see my face uh, right there on my profile. Pick and you can hit that follow and I will follow you uh, back. I've been getting a lot of followers, and uh, before I want I get started, I just want to say I love each and every one of you for uh, listening to this podcast and for just being a human being sharing this planet and this beautiful uh, living existence with me. Uh, Today's date is Tuesday, April the 4th, 2022. We are in April. That is fantastic and scary at the same time because I said a couple of weeks ago, I can still remember New Year's Day and like Christmas and shit. And we're we're already going into the fourth month of the year. So yeah. Um, it's, it's beautiful, but, but scary because you just realize how short your life is. Um, you can find this podcast on Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Breaker. And right here on this uh, lovely platform called Anchor. Uh, there is 75 other episodes to listen to. And uh, I don't know. I was thinking about putting some sets on here because I have a lot of sets on my phone that I record audibly because uh, video takes up a lot of memory and I realized that I only need video for when I do a lot of act outs, or if I have a, uh, a routine that I'm working on that involves a lot of body movement, then I need to record the set to be, to get a more uh, in depth picture of what I'm doing so that I can, you know, expand on the act out and kind of, you know, bring a broader picture of what I'm trying to portray to the audience. Um, Yeah, so I've just been thinking about doing that and I don't know if I, I am or not, but you know. Before I get into whatever I'm going to get into today, I just want to say that you guys are beautiful, and you guys are worthy of all the things that you desire, and the life that you desire is not impossible, and because the word impossible is just I am possible. A lot of people say that. I saw it in a commercial, and uh, I have an a Instagram Friend, uh, name is Fit with Che. You can find her on uh, Instagram on IG Fit Fit with um uh, She uh, works out like every day. She's like a she inspires me on the low. I don't I don't work out like her. I do like 1,800 push-ups a day and like 100 crunches a day. But she's in there like working out hard, like lifting weights. Doing uh, lifts, doing specific core exercises—it's just like you know running on the treadmill, and it's just like watching an athlete just going to work. So um, if you if you uh, need to be inspired, if you're trying to get your your body back in shape, and you want to be inspired by someone, I advise you to follow Fit with Shay. She is awesome. Um, Yeah, I don't even know what caused me to do that. But um, yeah, it's just, this is crazy, man. I just want to say that we are, you know, taught to believe or taught to have limited belief, limited belief in ourselves. And that's why a lot of us are miserable. We may not admit that we are in misery, but a lot of people are in misery. Because if we weren't in misery, social media wouldn't be a place that we would uh, try to make each other feel bad. Because there are certain people that... uh, Compare realities so intensely that you know they they look at another person's reality and then they they lose all sight of the beauty of their own reality, and this is what uh, causes people to kill themselves because we are not taught the um, we're not taught the truth about how we all share this place, but we are destined to go different directions because we all have different paths to the same same spiritual uh, destination. So that's why we should not compare realities because nobody has the same exact reality. Nobody's living the same exact life. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you, LeBron James, you could be, uh, Michael B. Jordan or whoever whatever superstar you admire they got problems. They may not be uh, broadcast for you to see but they are there. Because we all have obstacles and we all have lessons that need to be learned and we all have goals and we all uh, fall short. And that's what uh I don't understand about the celebrity. How we kind of grill them or dehumanize them because they're always in front of cameras and it looks like they have everything that we would desire for ourselves. But then again, that's just a perception because we all know that they get made up to go on those cameras. They get... Wardrobe, all that—we know that is not real. Yet we still use them as like a blueprint and guide, uh, our guidelines to the reality that we seek for ourselves. And it's like the whole world is fake because this whole uh, Chris Rock, uh, Will Smith thing. It just showed me because now Netflix don't want to fuck with Will Smith. And it's not because they're mad at him. It's because he slapped white people's token black comic, Chris Rock. And I know that a lot of white people, they get hurt when I say that, when I put things in racial generalities like that. But it's the truth because I get called Chris Rock a lot. And I look nothing like Chris Rock. I've looked in the mirror for hours and looked at his movies and, and tried to see myself. I don't look like the dude. But to every white person, I'm him. Not to mention I'm crippled. Chris Walk Rock, Chris Rock don't walk with a with a with a limp. Chris walk. <laughs> Chris Rock don't walk with a, with a limp, a noticeable limp. So you can easily tell us apart. So I figure that white people only say that because that's the only black comic that white people fuck with. And that's why Will Smith is being exiled from Hollywood because he slapped their uh, mascot. Like, I, I agree that it was a sad thing for him to do, he picked the wrong night for to do it, like, in front of all the the motherfucking master whites of the entertainment world on their special night where they suck each other's dicks and give each other's trophies so that we can, uh, so they can exploit more money out of us. That was, it was just bad timing for him to slap Chris Rock right in front of everybody, like, on TV. Like I said last week, he he, I would have pulled him to the side and, and did it. I would have slapped that nigga off camera, and the only re, the only way people would have found out about me slapping him is if he would have went and told reporters that I slapped him after the shit, or if he was on the talk show and they asked him about the uh, hosting the Oscars. Everything was great until uh, Glenda McGee slapped me after the show. You know they wouldn't have known nothing about it until he brought it up on some other show, but that that's neither here nor there. But it's just it's just weird how we have this this war in Ukraine. Then all of a sudden Will Smith uh, slaps Chris Rock, and now it's a picnic. White people playing a game of pick which nigga, which nigga do you side, Rick? Which nigga do you side with? Are you uh are you Team Chris or Team Will? Like that fucking Twilight bullshit. Team Jacob and you know what I'm saying. Just, just pick a nigga. So we won't focus on how we over there uh, pillaging resources, and then they make up a lie talking about. We we don't have enough oil, so we gotta raise gas prices. Now nah, y'all going over there taking the oil, so y'all can have an overabundance of oil, so y'all can raise the gas prices to thirty dollars a gallon if you want, because you got all the fucking uh gas, you got all the oil, but you tell us that well we don't, it's an oil shortage, so we gotta charge you more or some bullshit like that. But we, we don't, we're not supposed to focus on, on that. Niggas is trying to uh, get to work and take care of daily uh, necessities. And they need their vehicle, but they want us to focus on Team Will or Team Chris. Who was wrong and who was right? All of them was wrong. That's, that's who. But when, when I say these things about like white people, I say white atrocities being committed on a daily basis, I pissed off a white dude. Uh, I'm going to read the whole thing I, I put on my Instagram story. Because I do that because my spirit speaks. And sometimes it's, it's militant. And, I, and I'll say things. And it'll tell me to, to post it. And, and sometimes it hurts uh, my white friends. So there's a, there comes a time... In every black person's life Whether they want to admit it or not Where they wake up and say Fuck the white self-serving ideals Of the American, the white American dream Because it goes against every fabric Of our black reality in America In which we are subconsciously attacked Into believing in our own inferiority And scapegoated to hide wicked white atrocities being committed on a daily basis worldwide. Like that's that's just half of that post in my story. I won't read the whole thing because I don't wanna seem like I'm like sucking my own dick. But <clears throat> that's what they do. Every time these government motherfuckers, these government white right motherfuckers, because I ain't gonna say nothing. The black people in the government they don't really have no fucking power they just there for like affirmative action they just there so black people can can't say that there are no black people in government but if they really try to shift anything <clears throat> that will benefit black people in america if those black representatives try to shift anything that's going to do a major benefit to black people in america they're going to lose their job or they're going to turn up dead So that's why when I when I say it, when I talk about the government, I say whites. Because that's who the real government is. That's who got the the, the final say on shit. It's white people. So now we in this major like political conflict where it's white people fighting white people. And white people don't want white the white people don't want the world to see them fight each other. So they had to create this moment where two niggas beef with each other in the public eye. Like I said last week, it wasn't even Chris Rock that wrote that joke. It was some corny ass Hollywood white writer that sucks. Wrote that terrible joke. Started this whole shit. Just so they can point the finger at what we're doing again. And, and, and I just get tired of that shit. I don't say the things I say uh, about white people because I hate them. No, it just sucks living every day knowing that somebody don't like you. For no damn real reason. It, 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 it just sucks. And then when you tell them, hey man. This sucks that you treat me like this because um, I'm not like you. Oh man, get over it. Like I read, if I read the the rest of that post, somebody actually sent me a comment saying that it was a hurtful message. A white guy, that was a hurtful message, and I could have you know let my ego take over and started a whole fucking conflict. With the guy, but I just didn't say anything. Because if it hurt, it it only hurt because it's true. It only hurt because him, as a white person, knowing that he's not going to do anything to try to change the truth of the statement that I made. And only make these statements because. Holding in that, you know, resentment by being treated, fucked up and segregated against and discriminated against and not saying anything. It don't it don't do nothing. It don't do nothing. I'm holding on to negative energy by not saying, hey, man, that's fucking racist that you did that. And the only reason I used to not say anything is because I was afraid of hurting white people. I was afraid that they were going to, oh, he doesn't like white people because he says we're all racist. I'm like, man, uh, me not saying it just enabled that shit to continue. So that's why I I do things like that. I'm not a a reform convict that joined the Nation of Islam while I was in prison. No, I just read a lot of black literature. I listen to a lot of black uh, orators or speakers. Orators. And, you know, I try to apply what I learned from that literature or from those people in a positive way in my life. And the way that my spirit is communicating it to me now is that I should be more uplifted about myself as a black person. It's not to demean any other racial group or cause any uh, fear of radicalization of of African Americans in Phoenix. (sighs) I'm all about bringing awareness to those black people who uh, want to be Brought to that awareness about race in America. Cause it's just a lot of stuff that we always we, we do a lot of lying to ourselves, turning a, turning a blind eye to shit that go on right in our face. And racism is one of them. And that shit keep on going year after year it keep on going because other people that are not white don't want to say nothing to white people about how they be a racist just like how we don't want to tell the transgender that if you want to compete they should keep you and they should create a division for the transgender you should not be fighting women It is an uneven matchup. It is a mismatch every time. And basically, Joe Rogan tried to say that. Joe Hogan. Sorry, I I never thought I'd be using him as an example. But he tried to say that. Jumped all over him. Got jumped on. And the thing about this is they 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 convinced women. To say that they are women. you like... you actually born a woman. You go through fucking... Uh, periods and shit. You go through... The... the, the cramping... And, and, and... The changes that women go through. This motherfucker didn't have to go through none of that. He just mangled his privates... And started taking some hormones. Now he got a right to womanhood... Like, dude, dude, as a woman, you don't think that's unfair? <clears throat> Knowing the day-to-day struggle of being a woman, that's not unfair that a man could just take some pills and mangle his fucking privates, and then he could be just as equal to you or if not more equal to you because we're catering to, to the transgender? <clears throat> I, don't, I just don't think that's fair to women. I'm not gonna say any derogatory thing towards them because you have the way you have the right to try to live as you uh, see as beautiful and what's gonna bring you happiness. I just think that that's unfair to women who are born, uh, women who were assigned female at birth. I hate that fucking term. That's why I just had to say it out loud, just so you, you can see how. How human that is. That don't have nothing to do with. Spiritual. Assigned. Female at birth. God is not a factory. (laughs) He took the. the, uh, Fabric of his greatness. And crafted as. Each and every one of us, and every other thing on this motherfucking planet, with its hand, crafted it. And we say a sign, like he just pumped us out of some machine. There you go, human. There's a man. There's a woman. Come on. A sign. Like you had no choice in the matter. Like when military people get deployed, that's an assignment. They don't have no choice. They say you deployed here, that's where you got to go. Transgender people, they made a choice. They chose to no longer identify with whatever sex that they was born as. So I don't understand why they say assigned at birth. You mean where, what you were naturally created as? Your natural form? A baby doesn't come into the world with assignments. See how they try to do the little... The Tricks with the words, and then we just be going along with the shit. And again, I don't have any problem with the community. I don't even want to say all the letters because there's so many of them now. I don't have any problem with that community, but just let's talk in terms of reality. the the terms in reality, turn off your social justice radar for a minute and just talk and and see what I'm saying from uh, the mind frame of what you was born knowing. Not what you are being, uh, what's being suggested to you by mainstream media. And then we're being pressured into accepting it. And a lot of people, oh, we're not being, yeah, we're being pressured. When you're not allowed to question anything, that's being, that's pressure. When you can't question with, like, me saying all this about transgender people, if any transgender people listen to this podcast, they probably think that I hate transgender. Because I'm being so real about how they are not that sex. They're not. I'm sorry. They weren't assigned T at birth. That was a choice. And the fact that the the pressure to accept this makes it hard to really, you know, appreciate The transgender or the gays or lesbians. Because it's like they're allowed to bully the shit out of straight people now. They can say whatever the hell they want to say about straight people. But if we say anything displeasing about them. This is like the same thing with feminism and women. Women can say anything they want to say about a man negative. They're not considered uh, toxic White females, let's just say white, because they put the toxic white males. That they, they, they're not considered toxic white females because they say all men are dogs and all that shit. But if, if if a man was to say all women are bitches and holes and sluts, then there's a whole shitstorm to follow. Same thing, same thing with the transgender, the gays, the lesbians. They can say whatever they want about us as straight people. Cause I did I identify as straight. I'm a straight dude. They can say anything they want about us. But if you say something, if you say something about them, you get all types of labels and shit. Like Dave Chappelle's The Closer. To me, that was his best work. And he didn't say anything wrong. He didn't say anything wrong against that community, but they vilified him for like a month after that special dropped. But if a but if a transgender person would call him a nigger, not a nigger, but a nigger, the same badgering that he got would not have happened to that transgender person. But we're supposed to respect them as equals. When we can't even get respect and all we are is a, a human being that have uh, a darker tint to our skin. We can't even, we can't even get humane treatment, man. And then, like, people out here, like, in Phoenix, they kill me. They try to have this fake-ass liberal attitude, but you, you take your ass out to fucking uh, Cave Creek, or uh, fucking Flagstaff, or fucking uh, Cottonwood. You see the real Arizona. Bisbee, Tullison. You see the real Arizona. The Build the Wall. The MAGA Arizona. You'll see that shit when you go out there. Paradise. Prescott Paradise Valley and shit. Apache Junction and shit. You'll see. That Arizona is conservative as the day it was born. But the people here in Phoenix. They want to be LA so bad that they try to adapt that fake. Uh, Adopt that fake liberal attitude, which ain't nothing but uh, polite racism. Liberal ain't nobody that ain't nothing but a racist that know how to choose the, the right words. That's all a liberal is. But, you know. They, they pretend to be down with all the equality and shit. And every time a liberal is in a presidency, we going through inflation, and everybody got it hard as fuck. <laughs> but but they, they preach that equality, and everybody hold hands bullshit. I'm not a Republican either, because they both just... Uh, two-headed coin that fuck over everyone. I say that shit many... Uh, times on here but that's just you know they can say whatever they want man about straight people but you can't say nothing you it's damn near to the point to where you can't even joke about gay people without getting labeled or canceled or you know but you can still say nigger you can still say that shit all day long. Joe Rogan. Still working for Spotify. Said that shit almost 30 times. Still working for Spotify. Will Smith slapped Chris Rock one time. He even knocked him down. Netflix. Netflix done with Will Smith. The Academy, he resigned from the Academy because he knew they was going to fucking ban him anyway. So, got rid of that. And then they're like, disciplinary actions are still uh, pending. If it would have been Bruce Willis and some other funny looking white man that did that, it would have just been a big fucking joke We would have had memes and every comic would have had a joke for it on late night for the last week. There wouldn't have been no disciplinary action taken against uh, Keanu Reeves if he would have slapped uh, Tom Cruise. There wouldn't have been no no disciplinary action. But since it was a black man, got to make an example out of him. So that Michael B. Jordan and any other token nigga that they uh, lend their false ass esteem to will know that they can't do what white people do. Just like what Jay Z said, still nigga. No matter what you do, no matter how much money you accumulate over your life. You still a nigga if you black. If you do too good, it's, it's, it becomes a uh, means for punishment. They want to fuck with you. Put you back in your place like Michael Vick with the fucking whole dog shit. Dropped a clip about that on my Instagram. Me talking shit to some white people during the pandemic. Talking about pissing them off. Two ways to piss off white people. Uh, Call them a racist or fuck with their dog and shit. And I go in about how they still hate Michael Vick and shit. Dude ain't touched a dog in in forever. And it's still white people out here. Michael Vick, the, the, the dog killer. Because Michael Vick became a black influence in suburban white America. I talked about this with him and Allen Iverson. They come from the same fucking area. They they brought black influence into white America. Therefore, they both needed to be put back in the nigga's place. And that's all they're trying to do to Will Smith. I'll say again, I don't agree with him slapping Chris Rock. But this whole big spectacle that they doing with him it's just white people trying to show superiority and and further their illusion about running the world. Trying to convince all the other Hollywood blacks that they are inferior by using Will Smith. The great Will Smith. as an example of what will happen to you if you get out of line in our fucking shit. Like, cause I just, re- I just remember, not gonna even act like, a uh, Will Smith wasn't a big, huge part of my life. I like the, I like the fucking Friday the, the, uh, the Nightmare on My Street song. And like Summertime was a great fucking song. Uh I like how they I like the beat to uh going to Miami. Like he had like Will Smith had cuts. I can do it all I can sit here and name shit all day by Will Smith. That was uh that was dope. That was just music and then he, he had he had just as many uh, action movies as some of the biggest white action superstars in Hollywood. So he was the perfect black person to make an example out of. Because he was accomplished. Denzel already reached OG status. They can't really fuck with him. He already a goddamn great granddaddy of this shit, so... He just sitting back shaking his head at fucking Will Smith. But I don't think that Will Smith deserves all this shit. Yeah, he made a fool out of himself, but it's just, uh, you know, just being scapegoated because of all this global warfare that's going on and being escalated by white folks. They got to point the finger at us to, to, to save face for all that evil and violence and shit that they're doing. Because it, it's just crazy, man. That we always get, as black people, we are non-white people, we always get vilified and said to be... Uh, Criminals, thugs, bad guys and shit. But they got whole shows about murder and, and, and uh, killing and, and and most of the people that the most of the stories are white people on these shows. You might find one rare one where there's like a Mexican dude. It'd be really rare when you find like an Asian dude. But most of the stories be like crazy white dudes that be obsessed with one woman. She don't want to be with him no more or one dude find out that his woman that he was in love with cheating on him or uh, a wife marry somebody who too old for her because he got money and she take out a life insurance policy on him. Next year, you know, my man's poisoned. But this type of shit is never highlighted. In America, It's always about what the what the non-white people are doing. Look at the gang violence. Look at the immigration. I love that one, immigration. How they talk shit about immigrants. They don't talk shit about, they're not talking shit about the white immigrants. They're talking shit about the, the color ones, the ones that are, are dark. They're not talking shit about all those, all these Ukrainians that are popping up over here, fleeing from that war. Went to the CBS the other day, dude met me outside because I guess their cash registers were down and he wanted to make sure I didn't waste my time. Dude, greeting me at the door, sound like Balky from Perfect Strangers. But you don't, you don't, you you don't see President Biden on TV talking about, we gonna, we're gonna seal our borders so that no Ukrainians can can come over here. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna sear our airwaves so they can't fly any planes or any you know we're gonna seal off the water so they can't get their boats over here. They're gonna stay where they are. But your next door neighbors, the Mexicans, gotta have a fence. You gotta build a wall. <clears throat> They live right next door to you. Been living next door to you for years. America is part theirs. But you want to build a wall. <clears throat> Meanwhile, Radoslav can come over here and call me a nigger while drinking vodka. Because his uh, homeland is being ravaged by other savage white people. This this is the, this is the shit that I be talking about. This is the reason why I post stuff like I posted like in my story. Because as a black person, it feels fucked up that why do I and my brothers and my my cousins and shit, and even my son, why he got to grow up under perception that he is a bad person or a threat and all he did was be born why does he have to see himself as a criminal or why does he have to see himself in jail why does he have to see himself behind a barrel of a gun why does he have to see himself uh shooting drugs into his arms or smoking a pipe How come he don't have images of himself as a rich Wall Street scumbag in a suit, driving a Ferrari, having sex with a 20-year-old girl while he fucking 50? Why we don't have that? Why we don't have uh, the lawmakers and shit in movies that are black? We always in uh, behind the defendant stand and shit. That shit tripped me I was watching uh, the old The first uh, Planet of the Apes Which is just Nothing but white guilt On film When they had the people Running through the goddamn uh, Running through that field And and the damn apes are, are Grabbing them with nets on horseback Like roots and shit but it's just it's just white people and then the one black person got shot in the back of the neck. I was like, oh man. They can't even white guilt without being racist. Because all the head apes in Planet of the Apes were blonde hair apes. They couldn't even drop the, the, the superiority lie to make a guilt movie. They couldn't even white guilt without white supremacy. That is what made that movie so hilarious to me. That and the fact that Charlton Heston is the worst actor in the fucking world. Take your take your hands off me, you damn dirty ape. <laughs> that, that line is so coveted, but it was trash. When he delivered that line, I laughed. I didn't feel anything. I wasn't shocked that it was the first time that he spoke throughout the whole movie. It just was like, what a shitty line. And the ending too, where he where he pounds the ground, and he finds out that you know America got destroyed. It it, it was just so the the emotion was so fake, and that dude was like. And Ben Hur, and he played like Moses and shit, and he's like a highly acclaimed actor. And he was trash. And then Clint Eastwood comes along and studies him, and he, and, and makes a gr- a better career acting like him though, but actually had some chops. So this is crazy, man. Fucking racism. And uh, I know I talk about it a lot. Just because it's so so real. You know. So real. It's always happening. And then, you know, I talk about how white people, they get offended by uh, black people's feelings about racism. But they do nothing to stop racism. Or they do not stop benefiting from racism. Or they don't try to tear down the, the, the system of global white supremacy. They don't try to tear it down. They don't attack it. Like I was telling one of my friends, white people will tell you they're not racist to they fucking pink in the face. But if some racist shit go down in front of a white person to a black person or a non-white person, that white person is not going to say anything to that other white person that is doing that racist thing in front of them. They're going to let it go down, and then afterwards, they're going to walk along with you and talk to you and tell you about how fucked up it was that that person did that to you. Oh, man, that was really messed up, man. He's kind of a jerk, man. You are a racist piece of shit. You over here talking to me about how racist he is, but when he did the shit, you didn't say nothing. But I'm supposed to believe that you not like this motherfucker. See, that's what that's what my problem is. And that's why I, I post shit like that in my stories. Just to see if I'm gonna get some type of dialogue from white people because they always wanna holler about, I'm not a racist, I love black people, blah 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 blah. But when it's time when it time come time to take a real action, when it comes time to take real action and show that love for black people, they never do it. And with that being said, this has been uh, Comic Chat number seventy-six. Um, I am your host, Glendon McGee. You can find me on Facebook, Glendon McGee, G L E N D O N M C G E E. You can find me on IG, Instagram, or the Gram. Uh, that's at GM3 Comedy. That's at GM, the number three, and the word comedy. And you can follow me there for um, any show inquiries that you may have. If you want to see me perform, you just follow me on Instagram and I always post flyers of the shows that I'm going to do. Um, I just want to say that I love you guys. And I'm not going to apologize for anything I said today because I'm not, you know, apologetic about any of my feelings. These are how I, this is how I feel. There is no hate. You know, do your thing. Live your life. Whatever makes you happy, do it. But all I'm asking is for fair treatment for black people as all these other fucking groups that have just now popped up and have seemed to have more rights than we do in America, which our ancestors Got fucked up to build. That's all I'm saying. But what, I, what I'm saying is. Uh, you guys are beautiful. I love you guys. And I appreciate all of you for. Listening to this podcast. I'm, I'm happy. And I'm beside myself. And I am. Uh, ceaselessly joyous about. Uh, being able to. Bring you this. This. And I want to say that all your dreams are possible. And not only are they possible, you deserve them. And you are worthy of them. And they are coming to you right now. All you have to do is write it down and affirm it. Speak it out. I am going to. And whatever that dream is, it'll start happening. Just say it every day. But... um yeah, you can find this podcast on Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Podcast, Radio Public, and uh, Breaker. And right here on this beautiful casting platform called Anchor. Uh, your brilliance lies in your imperfections, so do not be afraid of your flaws. Do not hide them. Embrace them. Love yourself. You tell yourself you are beautiful. Tell yourself you're worthy. Tell yourself that the world is yours. Because it is. And the universe desires for you to have it. Until next time, everyone, see ya. Uh, Have a beautiful week. Until next time, I love you all and goodbye.